0: With over two decades of experience working with tech coaches and edtech companies from all around the world, Jeff Bradbury.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Teacher Cast Educational Network. My name is
0: Jeff Bradbury.
1: Thank you so much for joining us today and making Teacher Cast your home for professional development. This is Ask the Tech Coach podcast, episode number 181. Today, we're talking all about, well, what happens if you have more than one tech coach. Today we're gonna be talking all about things that you can do when you've got a group of coaches multiple tech coaches and you know what happens let's just say a principal or your district administrator says hey I want all of my coaches to go out and teach the same exact application or the same exact lesson across an entire district what do you do how do you organize it where do you organize it and what do you do if there is a rainy day where you get a chance to do multiple things as a group of coaches we got all that and more today but I want to bring on Sue Vincent Sue how are you today welcome back to ask the tech coach
2: i'm great it's been a busy ending to february and we're uh, heading towards spring i hope
1: i understand exactly what you're saying you know to be honest we are getting this show out a day late we had a snow weekend we still have ice outside but it was like 60 degrees one day and 28 degrees the other day we've got the heaters on but i was wearing a t-shirt today i mean there's a lot of weird stuff yes. happening up here in in connecticut how's everything down in, in uh kentucky Well,
2: we've avoided the latest snow that you all have had, but um, I've just been busy with uh, various projects. Some of you may know I work as a communications director for my church, so I've had that hat on um, for a few days and catching up with things there and recording videos for my YouTube channel also.
1: And what's been happening over on your YouTube channel?
2: well um as we sit here and record it'll be and when this video or when this podcast comes out it'll be tech tip tuesday over on tech imaginations so look for that video on six of my favorite keyboard shortcuts for gmail
1: hey can you give us a little tip what's your best keyboard shortcut i know mine
2: um just quick select the message hit r to reply
1: i didn't know that one Mm -hmm. i that's a good one i my favorite one is oh and i do this with all of my kids i always do control or command k it's the quick link for how to link something in a a document or a slide or a gmail or anything like that command k is that link but i've never heard that one Uh, highlight and hit reply i kind of like that one yes quick and easy If you guys have any tech tips you'd like to find out about or learn about, please let us know. You can find us over at askthetechcoach.com. And, of course, we would love to have you guys join our free membership site. It is our TeacherCast Instructional Coaches Network. we got a lot of great things happening on there each and every day. We get more and more members, Sue. We're almost 400 members strong, and we get about 20 to 30 new coaches every single day. Sue, last week – we got all of our coaches together on a Wednesday night and we talked all about tech coach newsletters and how to use them, how to leverage them. My goodness, Sue, we had about 75 or so coaches all come together throughout a three hour session. And I got to tell you, I had so much fun working with everybody. Those are
2: always such exciting and great conversations and all those who hold on to the end. Wow.
1: Uh, Exactly. I mean, you know, not everybody stayed the entire three hours. I want to say thank you to everybody who is out there. But we learned a little bit about why newsletters, what newsletters. I mean, it wasn't a session to talk about, you know, s'more versus sites versus we did. But that wasn't the point. It was how do you use this? And how do we really start thinking of our coaching positions more like entrepreneurs? How do we think about our coaching positions more like marketing majors? And we really had a great time working with some amazing coaches, literally from all around the planet. We had a lot of united states we had a lot of canada but we did have people international stopping by and i want to one more time say really really nice things and say thank you out there for all the hard work that we did that night and you know sue we have another one coming up that i am so excited about it's called 10 digital learning activities that you can do with teachers in under one hour this one's going to be on wednesday night march the oh my goodness what is that night again March the I got to get this right. March the 16th at 830 p.m. And, you know, this actually was a, a, a conversation in the middle of our last session like those. What is that thing you have in the back pocket that if you happen to meet a teacher or walk into a room, you just pick that thing up and you've got a lesson for you that you can wow a teacher or wow a classroom?
2: Absolutely. And there's those times like uh, back in January when several of us coaches were having to step in and help substitute teach because of sickness and all of that going around. So just having those quick and easy activities that you could just, um, like you said, pop out of your pocket and do instantly.
1: 10 digital learning activities. I'm breaking this down into things like audio, video, productivity. I'll give you one of them. I'm going to be showing off, and with templates and everything, how do I do five. Paragraph podcasting. It's one of my favorite things to do. If you have a teacher out there that's just sitting there going, I'm only doing writing. I'm only doing writing. I've got my five paragraph essays. I'm going to show you how to turn that into a podcast and how to not only how to show it to you, how you turn it into a podcast, but do it with a group of teachers and if possible, a group of students altogether. And it doesn't really matter the application if you're doing flipgrid or we video or any or synth or anything like that there's a lot of great things that you can do for five paragraph podcasting but that's not the only ones we got about nine more over there sue do you have one of those back pocket kind of lessons that you're just like i i love doing this when i do it all the time
2: oh yes i mean there's always the google slides and creating a animation project to just the quick and easy that most any age can do at the stop motion animation that's always a go-to win that I can always think of off the top of my head, usually.
1: It is going to be held on March the 16th at 8.30 p.m. You can head on over to TeacherCast.net slash webinar. TeacherCast.net slash webinar. We've had almost 100 ke- uh, coaches stop by and register. I'm looking forward to it, but do me a favor, guys. Space is limited. We're only a few weeks out of this thing. Again, if you can make it on March 16th at 8 30 AM or 8.30 p.m. Eastern, no there will not be a recording i know that's a weird thing this isn't a webinar these are our coaching conversations we might go an hour we might go three but it is an awesome opportunity and as we said what happens at coaching conversations, sue stage of coaching conversations which is why we don't record these things we are here to help you guys but you gotta be in attendance so check it out teachercast.net forward slash webinar teachercast.net forward slash webinar Sue, for the last few weeks, we've been talking all about my intern project. I'm rounding the corner. I met with my advisor a few weeks ago. He's like, dude, just put a bow on it and let's get this thing all packaged up. And we've been talking all about the creation of an ed tech integration plan. This thing that you create as a digital learning department, but really as an entire school district saying, here's our strategic plan and here's how we're going to meet the needs of it. Inside the classroom. We talked about creating a district snapshot, looking at your district and trying to figure out where it's been, what it's good for. How does it work? How is it all put together? We talk about defining the end game, right? You start with where you've been. You next go to where you want to be. We talked about drafting an essential question, figuring out what is the guiding thing that's going to work with you on. We then talked about creating a staff needs assessment. How do you survey your staff to figure out where they are? Step five, we talked all about creating individual professional development. How do I know what Sue needs, where she needs it, how she needs it, all based off of what she said on that staff survey? And then in our last episode, last week, episode 180, we talked all about how do you build a professional roadmap by saying to yourself, we're going to be coaches at a large group level, a medium, a small group, and even a one-to-one. And that brings us up to today. We're even going to combine two of these steps, what I call step seven and step eight. And today, what do you do when you have multiple coaches, right? It's easy, Sue, to say, I'm the only coach. The finger gets pointed at me. I get to work. I go out. But Sue, let's say that you and I were working in the same exact school district and we and we were told by our upper, you know, hey, go teach a class on Google Classroom. Right. How do we do that? How do we organize it? What do you think?
2: Well, first of all, we would need to have that integration plan and that min and but then we need to make a menu. What do we need to cover? You know, the two of us, not necessarily how we're gonna cover it, but what we need to cover. You know, think of yourself. Um, for you guys out there you work with teams of teachers it's a team of social studies teachers in the high school or a team of fourth grade teachers in the elementary school and you have standards to cover all of you have to cover those common core standards or what have you it's the same with the two of us if jeff and i were told to create a training on google classroom we would need to know the list of items we need to cover then we would talk about approach from there
1: and i think that's the best way to look at this right teachers have standards everybody should be teaching the same thing maybe you teach it a little bit differently than i do but we're all teaching the same type of material and if sue and i were both given the opportunity to go and teach a google classroom class well what are those things in our blog post on our website we talk all about creating what's called an ed Tech menu. And that's basically where we break down the applications or we break down the major components that teachers are using. And, you know, when we look at applications, Sue, so we're talking about slides, docs, classroom, Gmail, it could be Nearpod, could be WeVideo, could be, you know, any of these types of things. And we start to put together a list. If I had 10 to 15 minutes with a beginner group of teachers, what would I do if I had an advanced group? And if you come over here to our blog post, we're going to make sure it's all linked over here. You know, we broke down some of the major Google applications and we said one on one, or sorry, like 101 things, 201 things. And so we even broke this down for administrative assistance because I think it's a little bit. I think it's really important, actually, that you have, you know, how do you teach this to teachers, but how do you teach this to office workers?
2: Yes, and we had that conversation in our last episode as we were creating that PD plan of who do we need to cover these things with, and admin assistants were an important part.
1: Now, if you had 10 minutes, a half an hour, even an hour, and you were going to walk in and you said, okay, I'm going to do Google Docs. Well, that could be a lot of things, right? That could be how do you create. That could be paragraph formatting. That could be five things to do with Google. There's all of these different things, but you know we're not going to go this too detailed. I hope you have a chance to check that out over at AskTheTechCoach.com. But you know when I'm looking at Google Docs, one oh one, the basic thing, like like Google level one test stuff. You got to know a little bit about how to create. You got to know how to share you gotta know how to set up a page. You gotta know how to enter text, paragraph headers, bullet points, section breaks, headers, footers. The mm-hmm. basic of if I had a word processor, doesn't matter what word processor, how Absolutely. do I do that? It, it, this could be, I'm dating myself, word perfect back <laughs> in the 1990s, right? It could be yes. Claris works, right? How do you share? How do you print? How do you download? How, you know, the basic, basic stuff. When we're talking about the 201, like let's say that I'm doing this and I am fortunate enough to have like a beginner and an advanced group. My advanced stuff would be things like tables, find and replace, hyperlinks, word art, um, editing PDF documents, embedding into sites. I mean the stuff that you wouldn't necessarily do in that first five minutes of an EdCamp session. But soon, right. let's say that you did go to an EdCamp session and you're like, hey, we're going to do Google Docs Advanced. That would be the curriculum for this kind of stuff, that 101 versus 201.
2: Right. And then our admin assistants, you have to think about the things that they're going to do day to day in their office, Mail, mail merges and those form letters and templates, labels and tracking and those types of things that they're working with their um, supervisors with.
1: Exactly. And that doesn't mean that the admin assistants don't need to do how to share, how to set up, but you're certainly not going to be teaching mail merge to third grade teachers. So, absolutely. I highly recommend you check out our blog post over there. It does go more into depth as far as how do you do it? How do you build it? How do you come up with these things? Sue might have a different idea than me. That's cool. That's how you work with the team. And if you are fortunate enough to be working with a bunch of coaches, I highly recommend you figure this stuff out. I mean, it doesn't have to be every single application, but look, we've all gone into different situations where you're teaching something slightly different than I am, or as a student, you realize that Mrs. Smith is teaching social studies one way and Mrs. Jones is doing something completely different in the same exact grade. How do you handle that? The first step is really creating that ed tech menu, but that's not where it ends, is it, Sue? No, not at all. So the second step is about creating these lesson plans. Now, sit back, go with me for a second, because if you're a coach or... If you go to an EdCamp session or an ISTE session, when was the last time you actually sat down and created a lesson plan? Now, I'm not talking with a lesson plan for your teachers. I'm saying a lesson plan for yourself. If you were given 20 minutes or even 10 minutes at a Monday faculty meeting, are you really going to sit down and write a lesson plan? A lesson plan that is even aligned to ISTE standards. I argue that you should. Number one, you're a teacher. So be as professional as you can. And a lesson plan is nothing more than a roadmap. But going back to the concept of that EdTech menu, Sue, if we've agreed that Google Classroom 101 has these five or 10 things, how do we both know we're doing it the same way? What happens if I'm the lead coach and I'm putting together Google Docs 101 and I have to distribute that to all of my coaches? You need some kind of a roadmap. You need some kind of a lesson plan. If you're going to do that, it might as well align with the ISTE standards.
2: Absolutely. So, you know, ISTE has um, created these for us to follow, just like in the classroom the teachers are following the state standards, what have you. So we as coaches kind of have this roadmap to follow that we can create the plans for. So if you look in the blog post, these are outlined, um, there where jeff has written
1: them and the IST standards for teachers really break it down into a, you know, a half dozen things learner leader citizen collaborator designer facilitator analyst and for me when i'm creating my pd again it could be a monday pd it could even just be me and a group of people i try to make sure that i hit a few of these you know as an example learner would be teachers are learning about the topic teachers are sitting down with you to learn about an app a a project a thing you can do and by working together you're now collaborators your goal as the coach is to have the teacher teach it which means they're the facilitator And after they facilitate the lesson, we're supposed to get down and dirty and kind of figure out what worked, what didn't work. That's the analyst. You can really look at those ISTE standards, Sue, and say, my goodness, that's the coaching cycle, isn't it? Oh, absolutely.
2: You know, it's got your cycle and your method step by step ready to follow. You know, so much of what we do as a coach mirrors what goes on in the classroom.
1: One of the things that we provide for you on our blog post, and I hope you check this one out too, this is all about the instructional uh, roadmaps and and, and lesson plans and stuff like that, is an exact template. So this is the template that I use for my personal PD. And again, guys, it doesn't matter if it's a, a Monday PD in the afternoon, ISTE, or anything. All of my lesson plans look the same. I've got my strategic goals. What am I trying to accomplish with this? I've got my standards. Now, when I was coaching in New Jersey, I had state technology standards. We don't have those in Connecticut. We've got the ISTE standards to go by. But I had both because it's important. Right, right. We also had our goals, right? And goal, strategic goals is different than course goals. Strategic goals would be things like how does the PD relate to our strategic goal? This session is designed to help out strategic goal number whatever, otherwise known as everything we do needs to somehow relate to that district vision that's why we're doing it that's why we're here that's why we as a position are a budget item because we help the district meet their strategic goals the course goal is something to the effect of today we're going to work on google classroom and teachers are going to learn how to make an assignment boom that's it right it could be we're going to do google classroom and the teachers are going to learn how to create a custom theme absolutely our description is important now not everybody sees the description but whenever i'm doing this i try to come up with some kind of description You know, in this section you are going to learn how to or have you ever made a new google classroom and it looks kind of boring today we're going to learn the thing that you would copy and paste into like an ed camp session or an issy session or something so that
2: yeah make it a little bit attention grabbing so exactly and, and, interesting to the reader
1: and you're probably never going to share that with anybody. But you know what? If you're a coach and you're out there looking for conferences, it's a good ex- exercise to do. It really, yes, really very is. Very much. The next thing I, I, you know, every school district's a little different. Um, SLO, student learning objectives. Um, you might call yours something different. I had a, 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 my previous school district, we called the waltz. We are learning to, or we are learning today. Otherwise
2: known um, as learning
1: targets or learning I targets, can statements. I can, all of the, whatever that is, right? In this session, Sue is going to learn, right? Um, materials, right? This could be your, all the links. And I don't mean materials as like physical things sometimes, but hey, I need a template. I need the Google Drive folder. I need this lesson plan doc. I need a website. Like all of the things that you can just go click, 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 click and automatically open. I hate searching through Google drive for things. So yes. if you put all of your links in Add one it, spot all right there, and then the last I always have, and this is, this is really important. I don't see enough teachers doing this. I certainly don't see enough coaches doing this. I'm wagging my finger, the reflection, like what went well, because what I'll, ultimately I want to do as a lead instructional coach is I want to give this lesson to Sue and have her do it or help her as a coach teach this lesson. So yeah, at the bottom, I'm going to write a reflection. This worked well. This didn't work well. Never say this again, right? Like, yeah, what, always would, you
2: have, next what time? would
1: you do differently this time? I mean, you know, and we've all been there. You teach, you teach the same lesson to three different classes of second graders. You're going to do things differently every time you do it. Some classes are, are, are one way. Some classes are another. But having those reflection points. Also, you know what? You might not teach that class or that PD session for another year. What went well? You know, do you have to remember to open the sharing permissions on your Google Doc? Because at the end of this, you're closing them all down because of security reasons, right? Mm -hmm. How many times have we done that? So making sure that we're building these little lesson plans for ourselves, saving it, sharing it. Because look, we've all had our bosses say, go out and teach Google Classroom. And your answer is going to be, well, what do you want me to teach? What, what, there's a reason why you're asking me to do this. Right. What do you want to have me cover? Because what are you of, hoping to accomplish with these concepts? Right. When when you say, go teach Google Classroom, and I go, great, I'm going to teach everybody how to do the grading part of this. And I'm already on step five. And he's like, dude, no, they don't know how to turn it on. Okay. That's where your lesson plan comes in, exactly. where maybe Classroom 101 is how, And then classroom 201 is all the grading stuff and the rubric stuff and all of the, you know, like all of that, all of that more advanced stuff. So I think these are important steps, right? When you're looking at that ed tech integration plan. It really does come down to how are we able to meet the needs of our strategic plan through the use, there's that word again, through the use of digital technology, digital integration tools, and really all of this ed tech stuff that we know and love so much.
2: Yeah, and it's so important to, you know, follow up at the end. You know, you're gonna reflect, but then using this as we talked about before as a way to get yourself in the um, door to talk with those teachers even more. You know, you have that sit and get session that you're going to give them, but how can you continue that cycle of learning as you continue to follow up with the coach? What more can you teach them one-on-one later?
1: This is Ask the Tech Coach podcast episode number 181. And we are going to make sure that in this episode, you've got links to the full blog posts. And also remember, both of these blog posts have complete um, uh, templates and stuff for you to download, check out. And I hope you had a chance to do that. And if this does make sense to you guys, reach out. Let us know. You can find us on Twitter at AskTheTechCoach. You can certainly email me at feedback at teachercast.net. I would love to hear from you guys. But, Sue, we're not done our journey yet of our ed tech integration plan. We're almost there. But next week on episode number 182, so we've got a lot of coaches coming on to talk about something called yes. mi- micro-credentialing. And most importantly, Mm -hmm. how do you incentivize professional development?
2: Yes, we do that in the classrooms with our students a lot, but how can we get teachers engaged through uh, rewards and incentives and badges and uh, making them proud of what they have accomplished through the training sessions?
1: We've got another great blog post about this, but I'm looking forward to next week putting this this audio show on here for each of these topics. We have a full podcast for each of these topics. We've got a full blog post about 25 to 3000 words or so. And I hope you guys are looking forward to this soon in the next few weeks. Once this project is behind me, we're going to have a party here and we're going to launch this off. All of this stuff is being organized on one gigantic page. I am so excited to get this thing out of the way oh and finally goodness, get this you've internship project for so you.
2: You've worked so hard. And it's, it's been an interesting journey through, through this whole project and just getting to discuss these topics in just different formats. We've discussed them in pieces in various other episodes, but just to put them together in this whole package has been um, motivating
1: don't forget that you can reach out to us anytime you want at astetechcoach.com. And on Wednesday night, March the 16th. 16th at 8 30 p.m., we've got our next session. 10 things that you can do with your teachers in under one hour. Head on over to teachercast.net forward slash webinar today. Sign up. It is limited. We are limiting to this to about 85, 95 people or so maybe a hundred if you're lucky, but I do want to make sure that everybody gets a chance to register. So please do that soon. Space is limited and we're almost halfway full for that one. Also don't forget over at askthetechcoach.com. We have our teacher cast tech coaches networks, where you can sign up for on Facebook and on LinkedIn. These are free we got a lot of coaches and it is so nice to be able to build and have a great opportunity to work with you guys so sue um looking forward to next week talking about micro credentials
2: yes it's going to be an exciting conversation with our guests that are joining us
1: i hope you guys have a chance to check this show and every show out and don't forget to share this with your friends like and subscribe and don't forget to come back next week that wraps up this episode of ask the tech coach episode number 181 On behalf of Sue and everybody here in the TeacherCast Educational Network, my name is Jeff Bradbury, reminding you guys to keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue
0: sharing your passions with your students. You've been listening to Ask the Tech Coach, hosted by Jeff Bradbury of the TeacherCast Educational Network. Please reach out to the show with all of your questions on Twitter at Coach or online at www.AskTheTechCoach.com. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. And please take a moment to write a review in the app store.